Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. All right, it's shout out time. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Shout out to Grace from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hi, Grace. Hi, Grace. Thanks for listening in each week. And next shout out is to Hannah in Toms River, New Jersey. That's close to where we used to be. Yeah. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hannah loves sleepyhead stories and listens all the time. Our next shout out is to Kane. He's here in Colorado. Thanks, Kane, for listening. Yeah. Yeah. And the last is a special shout out. It's a happy birthday shout out. Happy birthday to Aiden from Dayton, Ohio. Happy birthday, Aiden. Happy birthday. Aiden turns four this month. I'm four. You're four. So am I. No, you're not. (laughs) No. Happy birthday, Aiden. All right, guys, if you have a shout out you want us to put on our next episode, just send us an email at sleepyheadstories at gmail.com. Or go on our website, sleepyheadstoriespodcast.com, and send us a message. Or you can go on Instagram or Facebook and send us a direct message. Shout out to all our friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. So we need to say happy birthday to somebody. Who? This man right here, his name is Dr. Seuss. He's the author of this book we're about to read. And he wrote a lot of other books like Cat in the Hat. Cat in the Hat! And Green Eggs and Ham. Green Eggs and Ham? I've never even read that book. And your little tiny baby books, your first books you ever had, like the Eye Book. And Hand, Hand, Fingers, Thumb. Lots of books. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Seuss's birthday. Happy birthday, Dr. Seuss. Happy birthday. Yes, and today we are going to read The Lorax. Very famous book. Well, I wonder... I don't think this is... I don't think he's really watching this because... I don't really think he wants to hear his own stories. (laughs) You don't think he does? Maybe you're right. I don't think he does because he made it. But all the other people that listen want to hear this story. But I think if I think if I met him, Mm -hmm. I think he would tell us about the story, and he wouldn't let us read it, and he would just tell us about it. Yeah, maybe he could would read it himself, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get started with the Lorax. Inside it says, for Audrey, Lark, and Lee, with love. And Lee. Mm-hmm. Here we go. He's from my family. Yeah, we do have a Lee. 
This says, the street of the lifted Lorax. That's what the street sign says. At the far end of town, where the grickle grass grows, and the wind smells slow and sour when it blows, and no birds ever sing except old crows, is the street of the lifted Lorax. And deep in the grickle grass, some people say, if you look deep enough, you can still see today where the Lorax once stood just as long as it could before somebody lifted the Lorax away. Right there in those bricks. What's the Lorax and why was it there? And why was it lifted and taken somewhere from the far end of town where the grickle grass grows? The old onceler still lives here. Ask him. He knows. Oh, he lives in that house. You won't see the onceler. Don't knock at his door. He stays in his lurkim on top of his store. He lurks in his lurkim, cold under the roof, where he makes his own clothes out of myth-muffered moof. <laughs> And on special dank midnights in August, he peeks out of his shutters and sometimes he speaks and tells how the Lorax was lifted away. He'll tell you perhaps if you're willing to pay. That's the Wensler's eyes peeking out right there. I wonder if I could go in his house. I wonder if I could go in his house. Oh boy, I don't think so. I don't think he likes visitors. <laughs> <laughs> on the end of a rope he lets down a tin pail and if you have to toss in 15 cents and a nail and the shell of a great 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 grandfather snail wow that's a lot of things mm -hmm. then he pulls up the pail makes a most careful count to see if you've paid him the proper amount then he hides what you've paid him away in his snuv, his secret strange hole that his groovolious glove. <laughs> so he has a hole in his glove, okay. Then he grunts, I will call you by whisper ma phone, for the secrets I tell are I for think, your ears alone. I think he accidentally cut off his finger, but how is he even alive? Yeah, it's, he has a special strange hole in his glove where he keeps his money. Slup! Down slups the whisper ma phone to your ear, and the old onceler's whispers are not very clear since they have to come down through a snurgly hose, and he sounds as if he's had smallish bees up his nose. Now I tell you, he says with his teeth sounding gray, how the Lorax got lifted and taken away. It all started way back, such a long, long time back. Way back in the days when the grass was still green and the pond was still wet and the clouds were still clean and the song of the swomy swans rang out in space, one morning I came to this glorious place. And I first saw the trees, the truffula trees, the bright colored tufts of the truffula I if trees. I 
I'm pretty sure they're fluffy. Yeah. Mile after mile in the fresh morning breeze. And under the trees, I saw brown barbalutes frisking in their barbalute suits as they played in the shade and ate truffle fruits. From the ripulous pond came the comfortable sound of the humming fish humming while splashing around. Humming fish, see? What's humming fish? These are humming fish. Oh, uh, I didn't see those. <laughs> But those trees, those trees, those truffle trees. All my life I'd been searching for trees such as these. The touch of their tufts was much softer than silk, and they had the sweet smell of fresh butterfly milk. I felt a great leaping of joy in my heart. I knew just what I'd do. I unloaded my cart. What's what is that? That's the onesler inside his cart, unloading his things. In no time at all, I had built a small shop. Then I chopped down a truffle tree with one chop. And with great skillful skill, with great speedy speed, I took the soft tuft and I knitted a sneed. The instant I'd finished, I'd heard a gazump. I looked. I saw something pop out of the stump. Of the tree I'd chopped down, it was sort of a man. Describe him? That's hard. I don't know if I can. He was shortish and oldish and brownish and mossy, and he spoke with a voice that was sharp and bossy. Mister, he said with a sawdusty sneeze, I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. I speak for the trees, for the trees have no tongues, and I'm asking you, sir, at the top of my lungs. He was very upset as he shouted and puffed. What's that thing you've made out of my truffle tuft? Look, Lorax, I said, there's no cause for alarm. I chopped down just one tree and I'm doing no harm. I'm being quite useful. This thing is a thneed. A thneed's a fine something that all people need. It's a shirt, it's a sock, it's a glove, it's a hat. But it has other uses, yes, far beyond that. You can use it for carpets, for pillows, for sheets, or curtains or covers or bicycle seats. The Lorax said, Sir, you are crazy with greed. There is no one on earth who would buy that fool's thneed. But the very next minute, I proved he was wrong. For just at that minute, a chap came along, and he thought that the sneed I had knitted was great. He happily bought it for three ninety-eight. I laughed at the Lorax. You poor stupid guy. You never can tell what some people will buy. I repeat, cried the Lorax. I speak for the trees. I'm busy, I told him. Shut up, if you please. Oh, that's not nice, huh? Well, you said it. I said it because it's in the book. We don't like that word. We don't use it. It's okay. It's in the story. And the bad man said it. I rushed across the room and in no time at all built a radio phone. I put in a quick call. I called all my brothers and uncles and aunts and I said, Listen here. Here's a wonderful chance for the whole Oneser family to get mighty rich. 
Get over here fast. Take the road to North Niche. Turn left at Wee Hicken. Sharp right at South Stitch. And in no time at all, in the factory I built, the whole Wunstler family was working full tilt. We're all knitting sneeds just as busy bees to the sound of the chopping of truffle trees. Oh no. Why is he doing that? He wants to make more sneeds. Then, oh baby, oh, how my business did grow. Now chopping one tree at a time was too slow. So I quickly invented a super axe hap hacker which whacked off four truffle trees at one smacker one two three four, four. Mm -hmm. and, the, and what comes after four is five yep one two three four five mm -hmm. we were making sneeds four times as fast as before and that lorax he didn't show up anymore But the next week, he knocked on my new office door. He snapped, I'm the Lorax who speaks for the trees, which you seem to be chopping as fast as you please. But I am also in charge of the brown barbaloots, who played in the shade in their barbaloot suits and happily lived eating truffle of fruits. But, but why do they look so old? Well, they can't eat the truffle of fruits that come from the truffle of trees because he keeps chopping down all the truffle of trees, so they're hungry. Now, thanks to your hacking my trees to the ground, there's not enough truffle of fruit, fruit to go round. And my poor barbaloots are getting the crummies because they have gas and no food in their tummies. They love living here, but I can't let them stay. I'm going to how many. It better be one. Big. Okay. They love living here, but I can't let them stay. They'll have to find food, and I hope that they may. Good luck, boys, he cried, and he sent them away. I, the onceler, felt sad as I watched them all go. But business is business, and business must grow, regardless of crummies and tummies, you know. Hmm. Go ahead, you want to count them? There's a lot. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Wow, those are all the barbaloot bears leaving the town, leaving their, where they were their home. Too many. I meant no harm. I most truly did not. But I had to grow bigger, so bigger I got. I biggered my factory, I biggered my roads, I biggered my wagons, I biggered the loads of the thneeds I shipped out. I was shipping them forth to the south, to the east, to the west, to the north. I went right on biggering, selling more thneeds. I biggered my money, which everyone needs. Then again he came back. I was fixing some pipes when that old nuisance Lorax came back with more gripes. I am the Lorax. <coughs> he coughed and he whiffed. He sneezed and he snuffled. He snargled. He sniffed. 
Onceler, he cried with a cruffless croak. Onceler, you're making such smogulous smoke. My poor swami swans, why they can't sing a note. No one can sing who has smog in their throat. Yeah, see all the smog? One smog. And so, said the Lorax, please pardon my cough. <coughs> they cannot live here, so I'm sending them off. Where will they go? I don't hopefully know. They may have to fly for a month or a year to escape from the smog you've smogged up around here. What's more, snapped the Lorax, his dander was up. Let me say a few words about Gluppity Glup. Your machinery chugs on day and night without stop, making Gluppity Glup and Schloppity Schlop. And what do you do with this leftover goo? I'll show you, you dirty old onceler man, you. <gasps> the machines are making a mess. <gasps> oh, no. You're glumping the pond where the humming fish hummed. No more can they hum, for their gills are all gummed. So I'm sending them off. Oh, their future is dreary. They'll walk on their fins and get woefully weary in search of some water that isn't so smeary. They can't live in the pond anymore. Well, fish can't, fish can't walk, right? No, but in this story they can. <laughs> and then I got mad. I got terribly mad. I yelled at the Lorax. Now listen here, Dad. All you do is yap, yap and say bad, 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 bad. Well, I have my rights, sir, and I'm telling you, I intend to go on doing just what I do. And and in the story, in his sleep, they pick, the Lorax picked him up and, and throwed him out in the ocean. In the river, yeah, that's in the movie. I intend to go on doing just what I do. And for your information, you Lorax, I'm figuring and biggering and biggering and biggering and biggering turning more truffle of trees into thneeds, which everyone, everyone, everyone needs. Oof. Doesn't look good. And at that very moment, we heard a loud whack. From outside in the fields came a sickening smack of an axe on a tree. And then we heard the tree fall, the very last truffle of tree of them all. It's the last one. No more trees, no more thneeds, no more work to be done. So in no time, my uncles and aunts, everyone, all waved me goodbye. They jumped into my cars and drove away under the smoke-smuggered stars. Now all that was left neath the bad-smelling sky was my big empty factory, the Lorax and I. The Lorax said nothing, just gave me a glance, just gave me a very sad, sad backward glance, as he lifted himself by the seat of his pants, and I'll never forget the grim look on his face when he heisted himself and took leave of this place, through a hole in the smog without leaving a trace. And all that the Lorax left in this mess was a small pile of rocks with one word, unless. Whatever that meant, well, I just couldn't guess. 
That was long, long ago. But each day since that day, I've sat here and worried and worried away. Through the years while my buildings have falling apart, fallen apart, I've worried about it with all of my heart. But now, says the Wensler, now that you're here, the word of the Lorax seems perfectly clear. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. So catch, calls the Wensler. He lets something fall. It's a truffle a seed. It's the last one of all. You're in charge of the last of the truffle seeds. And the truffle trees are what everyone needs. Plant a new truffle. Treat it with care. Give it clean water and feed it fresh air. Grow a forest. Protect it from axes that hack. Then the Lorax and all of his friends may come back. The end. But isn't that him? No. This is the Wensler, and this is the Lorax. The Wensler that makes the factory and the Thneeds, and that's the Lorax. What do you think of that book? I like it. You like it, huh? I'm just a sleepyhead. You're just a sleepyhead. That was a long one, right? So, guys, that was a long one, and that was an important one, and we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we also really love the Lorax movie. If you want to check that out as well, it's really great. Movie? The Lorax movie. We like it. All right, guys. Plant those seeds for those truffle trees. I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> It'll work. No, Get- it won't. <laughs> Good night, guys. No, it won't. Okay. It won't work. Good night. Good night. Good night, guys. If you would like to learn how you can do your part in helping the environment, ask your parents to take you to the website seussville.com forward slash Lorax Project. The Lorax Project educates children early on about doing their part in protecting the environment. The website has fun games, activities, discussions, and stories to read. So again, it's seussville.com forward slash Lorax Project and start helping the environment today. Every now and then, we get such sweet messages from loyal listeners thanking us for creating and sharing our podcast. They love letting us know how much their children and themselves are enjoying it, and they ask us to never stop making new episodes. And while we do not have any plans on stopping, one of the ways you can help support the future of this podcast is to become a supporter yourself. A lot of our spare time is spent putting this podcast together, and with the help from supporters, we're inspired to keep growing and creating more, even if it's just a small amount of money, enough to get me a cup of coffee while I edit at night. If you'd like to become a supporter, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash sleepyhead. You can start contributing an amount as small as 99 cents a month. 
and it truly will help with the purchase of equipment, books, web fees, and other expenses that come along with having a podcast. There is even a supporter's gift package in the works as we speak. So thanks for your consideration, guys. We truly would appreciate you becoming a supporter. Hi, guys. Corey here from Sleepyhead Stories, and I have some exciting news to share with you all. We now have our very own website, sleepyheadstoriespodcast.com. Hop on there with your parents to see things like pictures, listen to old episodes, purchase cool merchandise, or you can even reach out to us. And speaking of reaching out, we are now going to be giving shout-outs to all our favorite listeners. Send us a message either on our website or an email to sleepyheadstories at gmail.com or a direct message on our Instagram or Facebook page, and we'll give you a shout-out in the next episode. If you have a birthday coming up, let us know, and we'll for sure wish you a happy birthday on the podcast. Also, guys, if you feel to do so, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes. You can either leave us a starred review, or if you feel like it, you can write a full review out and let everybody know how much you enjoy Sleepyhead Stories. We would truly appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much. We love what we do. We love reading books and we love sharing them with you all. Have a great day or a great night and we'll talk to you in the next episode.